Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, today in just five minutes, we are talking all about investing in international markets, not just Wall Street though, elsewhere as well. That's right. The number of Australians investing overseas has grown significantly in the last year or two. In fact, over the last five or 10 years, it's become just a lot easier to do. Remember, this is general information only, and you should seek professional advice before making investment decisions. Katrina Burns is the lead portfolio manager at Wham Global, based in New York. Katrina, you're almost a regular now. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Let's start with Wall Street. What's the outlook for Wall Street over the next 12 months or so? What you're seeing at the moment is you know, you've had a, a decent valuation reset across the market as interest rates have gone up. The next leg to happen now is that earnings are coming under pressure. So it, is, it does differ depending on you know, the sector that, that you're referring to. But there are, when you look at, at analyst forecasts uh, across the market, they do generally look very high. And so what you're seeing is that as companies report each quarterly set of earnings, those expectations are coming down. So it's really a matter of trying to find opportunities within that, identify companies that you know, don't have a decent amount of earnings risk and that can weather the deteriorating macro environment that that is surrounding them. So I'd say, look, it's it's a very much a opportunistic environment where yeah, you have to pick out the individual stocks rather than saying that the the market itself looks cheap or expensive. What about Europe? Yeah, Europe's been very interesting because they've had the as well as having rising interest rates, they've had significant amount of food inflation and energy price inflation. So it, it is a matter of, again, going sort of through each of the countries because some are under much more pressure than, than others. So say in Germany and the UK, those energy prices really have hurt the, the consumer, whereas in France, they've capped the energy prices. So the companies there are kind of handling it better. It is, you know, areas such as housing, anything consumer goods related really has has come under pressure, whereas anything travel related, I mean, the falling euro and pound are certainly helping travel rebound. So companies exposed to that have actually done pretty well. But yes, they have had the additional compounding pressure of those energy prices when you compare Europe to the US. I suppose the one thing about Europe, some of the valuations have come off quite a bit, though. That's to its uh, advantage. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a really good point. The, you have seen lots of companies just blanketly thrown out because they were in Europe. So look, we are, we are seeing actually quite a few opportunities. But again, for us, it's finding those companies that do have sustainable earnings and that aren't, you know, huge, hugely come downgrade. But we certainly do see opportunities because you're right, the valuation, you know, the, some of those share prices really have been aggressively hit in, across Europe. Closer to home, Asia and the, the big markets in Asia, Japan, Korea, China. So I'm not really thinking emerging markets. I'm thinking about more the developed markets. What's the outlook for them? Look, it, I mean, Japan's been a tough market to even go visit because the um, yeah. because of the lockdowns there have lasted a lot longer. And, and I guess the willingness, you know, given the, the history and, and, and so forth, the it, it has been a market that's been tough to get to get on the ground, but there are some fantastic businesses in Japan, and and we do actually see opportunities there. There are a lot of exporters that you know are dependent on what the yen does, so it it is nuanced. 
cost and you've got to sort of pick within the market. I mean, there's companies like, I mean, we own a discount supermarket player there that's kind of the Aldi equivalent we think is is doing really well and will continue to given the, the trading down that you're seeing as the economy, you know, growth more generally comes under pressure. They're lucky in that the inflation, they haven't infl- had inflation for, for decades and so, you know, they don't have the same inflationary pressure that you see across the US and Europe. Um, so we do think Japan is interesting and the same for Korea. you just got to pick within the market and the companies kind of companies that you you want you want to play and that you think have that longevity of of earnings growth we're almost out of time so very quickly emerging markets everyone's still in love with mexico it seemed to be the theme of 2022 mexico <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's been a massive, Mexico is interesting because it's been a massive beneficiary of of, of China lockdowns and, and US in, and that reshoring thematic. And it is a thematic you're seeing, you know, across the world as companies try to diversify their supply chains, given everyone realised they were just a little too reliant on, on China through COVID and then the subsequent lockdowns. So I think, you, you know, I think Mexico will continue to benefit um, from that reshoring and, and there's a lot of US companies that are using it as a option for where to set up, you know, manufacturing or assembly plants, et cetera. So I think, you know, it should continue to, to benefit from that. China will be interesting. I mean, at the moment, as the lockdowns lift, there's the rising cases. But as we look further through 2023, that should you know settle down uh and and they are but you know they're not on the same path of rising monetary you know rising rates etc so it, it it will be interesting later you know through 2023 thanks for talking to fear and greed katrina thanks so much for your time that was katrina burns lead portfolio manager at wham global michael do you know where to invest now uh, no, I do know we managed to cover about two-thirds of the world in just under five minutes. I suspect that is something near a record. I think so. As always, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. A new episode every day, regular business news back from January 16. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Fear and Greed.